Retail is one of my favorite topics to talk about ever, period. End of story. I love retail. I love what it can do for us in terms of profitability. And I love some really like off the wall kind of creative things with retail. But, you know, the thing is, is as a rental salon owner, retail is the only way that I can increase my income without raising my rent. And and you can't do that like every five seconds, right? So I am here to chat retail with you and it's going to be quick and dirty. That's my intention. And things that you can implement like today to just sell more retail, because ultimately that's why I love retail is because I am pretty good at selling it. And I think I'm, I'm good at selling it because I'm a good shopper because I, I like to buy. And so I really understand some sales psychology and have studied it a bit as well. So we're going to dive into that today. And look, you could sell more retail. Every single one of us could sell more retail. So let's do it. Okay, before we jump into this episode, I have to tell you about something I've never done before that is happening this week. So I created a summer bundle and then some additional things are on sale for this week only. I've got a little extra time on my hands being on maternity leave, but also the reason I did this is because you need it. This is These are the things that are missing in your business and I want these things to be accessible and in your hands. So the first thing is a bundle and it's Profit Project Retail, the How Masterclass, Friendly and Firm Policies Masterclass, and that bundle costs less than one of those individually and you get all three. The second offer is one week of Voxer coaching with me. So we go back and forth all week long like a walkie-talkie on Voxer. That is legit and literally so incredibly valuable when we can work through stuff for that long together. Amazing. And then the last thing is a strategy and coaching session. So it's a 90 minute one-on-one with an email follow-up for the entire month afterwards. Check out the link in the show notes or all over my Instagram. These offers are only available this week. So if it's something that you're interested in, don't you dare dilly dally. What's up and welcome to the 10 Minute Beauty Business Podcast. I'm Lexi Lomax, your host, beauty business coach, salon owner of 15 plus years and a stylist too. Each week, I will bring guests, topics, and conversations you can relate to. We all need biz solutions fast and for them to work. I'm an open book and aim to share all of my answers with you. No matter what stage you are in in your beauty business, independent, commission, salon owner, or dreaming somewhere in between, 10-Minute Beauty Business is here to serve you. Now let's get to it. One of the biggest hurdles that I come across as a business coach in the beauty industry when it comes to selling retail is the fact that you have the wrong product to sell. (laughs) And it's really tough to have a product that no one wants to buy and you think it's your fault. That's not the case here. We're, we're going to work on that together, but you, I've gone through it. I've been that person. I've had retail that didn't sell. And I'm like, how is this possible? Like, what is the deal? Well, if JCPenney's tried to sell Louis Vuitton, like it's not going to sell. Does JCPenney's even exist anymore? I'm not sure. But like, it doesn't meet the target customer's needs. And same thing goes for Louis Vuitton, although they could probably sell anything if they stamped an L and a V on it. The The challenge is that they, they have a specific customer in mind. They're looking for luck. If, uh, imagine this. Could Louis Vuitton look like Marshalls inside? No. Like, and be successful? <laughs> probably not. So it's those kind of disconnects. And of course, those are really broad. But like the the Louis Vuitton shopper wouldn't want to have to go dig, right? 
Now, not to say that you can't carry a Louis Vuitton and shop at Marshall's and love to dig, because I for sure am open for the hunt. Uh, I don't have a Louis Vuitton, though. But I, I could. I, I do find myself to like the finer things in life. And that's neither here nor there. However, the, the disconnect that you're seeing and that I'm sharing with you that you're visualizing is the same thing that happens in our salons. Now, granted, there are high-end retail products that we position to our gal who is not that gal. And, and that is one of the biggest hurdles that we face is, is really knowing our gal and having the right product for her. So the first question that I ask you is, what do you sell? Like, do you sell something that resonates with your gal in the best way possible? Does it meet her needs in terms of a beauty product? And do you know what type of buyer she is? I think the number one thing that we have to remember when we talk target customer, when we talk your gal, and we're talking specifically about retail, right? We're not talking about your services right now, that that we make sure that the products support the relationship between appointments with you and your client. So those things need to be defined well before we decide what product we're selling. And then we look to what type of buyer she is. What does she like to use? Does it fit your services? Does it match the vibe you've got going on? All of those other questions, which are also very important. So when we talk about target customer, and we've done lots of episodes on that, if you want to go back and listen to those, we we think of our target customer as us. She's very similar to us, but she's a couple of steps behind us. And of course, she's not a professional, right? In this case, she's like us. So when you think about what you like to buy and how you like to buy, that is exactly the sales strategy and psychology that I want you to apply to how you sell retail. Think about what you like because you're very similar to your target customer. There's there's no way you're not similar to her. Otherwise, you you probably wouldn't like working with her. Now, if you have a book full of clients that do not meet your target customer definition, do not meet the, the way that you've defined your gal, well, then that's a completely different conversation. We need to look at a couple of things and figure out why we're having that disconnect. But if your gal is like you, how do you like to buy? And that's why I said I'm a really good like salesperson because I'm a really good shopper. And I understand shopping and buying at different levels and and not necessarily level of price, but definitely that as well. And I understand like why we would buy one thing at at, at one perceived value versus another at an intrinsic value, right? So perceived value is what I think this is worth. And an intrinsic value is something that like, it has value to me beyond money. So like I give that thing a value outside of what it actually costs. So those are some things that we want to think about, like in terms of how does she buy, right? Like, does she buy for perceived value? Does she buy for luxury value? Does she buy because it's a budget item? Is she moved because it's economical? Like, why does she buy? And, And then also, does the product that you sell meet those criterias? So first think about your gal before you even think about the product that you sell. And then what does the product that you sell, like, does it resonate with the needs of that your gal has? And when we talk about your gal, I want you to know, like, you can have a couple different gals inside of your business model when it comes to retail. 
And there's probably a couple different lines that you sell inside of your salon. And that's totally fine, right? Like for me at my salon, we carry three lines and no more than that. But we do, you know, like have a variety of people that shop at the salon and that support the salon and that are customers and clients. And so we've got a little something for everyone. And that doesn't mean that my gal only buys Amika. That doesn't mean that like at all. She might buy some Amika, some Unite, and some Aveda because certain products perform in a certain way, but we have a threshold of what we sell in terms of pricing. We have a threshold in terms of like perceived luxury, perceived value. And there are certain things in certain lines that we speak to specifically because we know that a large majority of our clientele fits the mold in that way. But then we'll do the opposite with a different product to speak to the other gal. So if you are a salon owner, a large salon owner like I am, then you have a little bit more work to do, but it's still all the same stuff, right? It's all the same process. If you only sell one line and you are committed diehard, like then amazing, that makes your work way less. And also on that same note, maybe you are a one-man band, but you sell like two different lines and you have options in there. That's great. Like, I think that that's really great because there may be perceived value in some product and in others not. And it just depends on your gal and the way that you present the item as a solution. For example, some people might think leave-in conditioner is kind of like, meh, whatever, right? But a mask might be the thing that transforms their hair. So the perceived value would be that the mask is going to cost more, you're willing to spend more, needs to be a luxury product, where the leave-in is something you use every day. It's kind of like vanilla, whatever. And again, that would be like a perceived value. So you could have the leave-in in a line that was maybe less expensive, and then you have a luxury line for the mask. Now, what I will say is that is the exact opposite of things that happen in my salon. Leave-in is one of our more luxury items, and it's a more expensive skew. It's our top-selling skew from Unite, uh, the 7 Seconds Detangler. And a mask we sell from Amika is actually very budget friendly and we it flies off the shelf but that's just because of the positioning but i wanted to share with that that with you just so you could have both sides of the example so back to your gal what does buying that product from you say about her so when you're buying perhaps and i'm just going to use the examples that that i sell in my salon when you buy from amika i think that buying that product says that you're fun it says that it's exciting you care about all of the causes right because they're very in tune and aware with like no animal cruelty. They believe that, you know, all hair is welcome, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So what, when you buy Amika, those are the things that that's my verbiage, right? Of what that means and says about her. And also as an extension of what I'm saying as a salon owner, that the the things that I value, right? If you're buying Aveda, you know, it's more earthy, it's more caring about the planet, it's more humanitarian. They do a lot of things where like if a product, if if, um, an ingredient is in an area that cannot be harvested in that area safely, environmentally friendly, and all these things, then they don't make that product for a while. Like that's the Aveda way. and, And that would say that you care about those things if you're buying those products. With Unite, it's very SoCal. It's very like high-end, low luxury, in my opinion. Um, Somebody else might call it a luxury line for sure. For us, it is our luxury line, but we're, we're pretty casual. The vibe of the salon is community. It's, it's Southern California. 
it is what it is. It's San Diego, right? Like we are just not that crazy in terms of luxury because the salon was not designed to be that way. If your salon is luxurious, fantastic. Doesn't mean you can't sell any of the three lines that I just mentioned. It just means it's you've got to position it in a way that feels luxury to your client. And so we are high end, low luxury, I think, because we are we're casual in our presentation. We're very homey. We're community based. And so we have to have things that fit that. So the Unite then sits at that upper level for us, but it still says all the things that we believe in. They love animals. They create products that do exactly what they say they're going to do. They are results oriented, which we certainly are at the salon, right? And they are highly concentrated. So you're getting a lot out of them and it's, it's, it's luxury, but it's also very intentional. They're huge supporters of the military, which in in San Diego as a military town, that's important to us. These are all things about Unite that resonate with our gal. And so buying those products, whether it's Aveda, Amica, or Unite, those things, it reflects on her that she would then value those things as well. And I think sometimes we totally miss that part. Like, what does this product say about your gal purchasing it? Because If you're talking about a Tesla versus a Prius, like those are two very similar kind of things, right? Like they're both like economical-ish. They are planet friendly, like all those things. But one is very different than the other, right? Like the Tesla is like a different level than the Prius, I think, in perceived or even in intrinsic value because people are like, oh, I drive a Tesla, right? It used to be that, oh, I drive a Prius. But now we have this like elevated foo-foo version and they've taken it to the next level. But if you're buying a Prius, what does that say about you? And if you're buying a Tesla, what does that say about you? And, And is one more concerned with what that says about her? I don't know. These are just like sales psychology questions that we can look at to determine if it matters in our marketing. And yes, I think to Tesla, it does matter. Like they don't even do advertising. The thing sells itself. But I'm not sure. Toyota definitely does advertising. I'm not sure that the Prius gets a lot of advertising either. But Toyota definitely advertises. And they're, they're usually positioning themselves as an economical, really like responsible friendly family, that kind of vibe, right? Where like, you're not seeing that from Elon Musk. You're thinking success, like crazy man goes to space, like wildly innovative, these kind of things. And and so I think if you drive a Tesla, like those are things that you probably think about yourself, right? Like you're kind of like, especially people who are early adopters of that. And so just this is all, I'm just sharing backstory because it's the same sales psychology applies when it comes to selling a dang bottle of shampoo in your salon. And then of course we have practical solutions inside of those bottles of shampoo. So what solutions do the products provide for your gal? So of course the car, any car gets her from A to B, but we want it to do more than that right? Like we want it to to make us feel good. We want us to smell good. We want like there's so much more that we're asking from this bottle of shampoo than to just wash our hair. And and so the same thing applies with the car and a car is just easy. We could also do it with shoes, right? That's really fun too. But think about what solutions the products provide that you sell. And is that also in alignment with your gal? Does she need all of that intense moisture or does she need more of a basic line because she's really granola and crunchy and 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 it she doesn't color she only cuts or if perhaps you're just a curly specialist and or not just but you're a, a curly specialist so you're just focusing on curl products 
do you need to carry all those other things? Like, that would never apply to her. Like, should you even carry silky smooth stuff because she's never going to flat iron your hair? What What are we looking at here? And And do those solutions resonate and mean anything to her? I would say that every bottle of professional product is a good product. I would, I would, I think I could argue that point, but it has to be a good product for the right person. It could be a terrible product if it's in the wrong hands for the wrong head of hair. And that comes down to sales psychology, but actually more importantly than that, it comes down to their needs and their actual hair needs. So you have to know what the needs of your gal are and how you can best meet them while additionally speaking to that sales psychology. So does she also have any like fears or pains buying retail? And and this is one that in my salon, I say anything you buy here, if you don't like it, you can bring it back. Like that's how I get rid of all, I don't even have to worry about what those fears and pains are. But I also have to make sure that I can sustain that, that I'm making good recommendations so that our return level is very, very low, which it is. And also that I work with companies that will accept returns because I don't want to bite the bullet on that like that would be so lame we want to do all of those things but but first if let's say you can't do that what fears and pains does she have regarding buying from you like can she bring it back if she doesn't like it can sometimes it's just the the making her know that it's okay if she changes her mind right like it's totally okay not a big deal and and that you won't be upset like like just you just need to make it more of a business interaction with your retail sales than an emotional one because she's feeling like it's just from you, especially if you're a one-man band kind of show. And and so how can you ease those fears? But also, does she have fears that she's bought so many products in the past and they just never worked for her because they were the wrong recommendation? Does she have a pile of stuff at home that she never uses? How can you help her use the product, right? I have a client that said, oh my gosh, I bought that stuff, but I didn't ever use it. I'm like, why not? She's like, oh, I was saving it for a good day. I'm like, okay, so here's what you're going to do. You're going to go home today and you're going to put a post-it note that says today is a good day on your mirror. Use the volumizing mousse, right? Like that's what we're talking about. These kind of things, like how can you help your clients get over those fears of buying? And so my client was like, I don't want to buy something else until I use that one first. I'm like, okay, we'll use that. But also that's only one product that solves one problem for you. And you have multiple problems because you need volume and you need your split ends mended past beyond what I can do with a haircut and what you're willing to do or allow me to do with a haircut. And so we needed to talk about it, right? And those were pains and fears that she had about just like stockpiling a bunch of product underneath. And I'm like, no, no, no. Every day is a good day to use the product. We also need to look at what are her hair goals and are you providing products that meet them? Are the products that you sell, do they fit her hair goals? Specifically, if her hair goal is to grow her hair long and strong, then she's going to need a whole system, right? We're going to have to talk about that. We're going to have to include regular haircuts in the mix, lots of things like that. If she just spent a pile of money getting extensions from you, the hair goal is to maintain that brand new hair. So what products can you provide to her that then fit her sales psychology profile that also fit the need and the goal of her hair and to keep her happy. Because again, if we come back to that same thought process where every product that you sell out the door is the connection between you and the client between the appointment. It's the thing, it's the glue that holds you together, which granted that is a big, broad, sweeping stroke because I know there's so much more involved, but let's just consider that's the only thing you have. Is it the right product? I just want to let you know that for the first time this year, there are a couple of seats open in my mastermind. They don't become open very often because the things that happen in that group are so amazing. People don't want to leave. 
and the big leaps and the the quantum leaps that happen for people financially and then because of the finances personally are they're big and they are they're exciting to me so exciting to me so I want to let you know that the mastermind is open if you are ready to make big moves, if you're looking for that kind of support. It is a rolling mastermind. It's a three-month commitment. And after you do your three months, you're able to pop in and out. You've got me in your pocket. You've got me literally every day, if you choose, on Voxer. There's unlimited Voxer support. We have two calls a month. We cross off huge goals. We celebrate big wins. The Dream 10 is all about your priorities and making your business come alive. You get access to all of the Dream 10 libraries. You get my Micro Mastery Masterclasses and additional salon business office hours coaching, which is coming soon and it's new. Um, You get all my resources and discounts on Salon Quarterly and Beauty Biz BFF when it launches here real soon. And basically, it's having the support in the community plus the business coach in your pocket that can help you, and that's me, that can help you see things in your business that you can't see because you're too close to it. It's taking the things that you already, you're implementing all the things. Like you're, you're smart. You're you're doing the right thing. Like you're listening to a beauty business podcast. You're doing stuff in your business. Like it's not learning more things to change in your business. Sometimes, yeah, we do and we refine them, but it's truly about, okay, this is what I would do if I was in your position, given your goals, given your priorities and your business situation. Let's move in this direction and see how it plays out. Let's have fun in your business. Let's push the boundaries and make sure that you get the results. That's what the Dream 10 Mastermind is all about. There's a link below where you can see the details. And also, if you're interested, send me a DM because let's talk about this and see if it's a good fit. We've got to be on the same page that you're ready to move and that you believe that you are an investment and not a gamble times a thousand. Like this is for people who are really ready to make big, big moves and who want more for their business and for their life. There are two seats open right now. So basically run. Next, I would ask you, what is your one and only product? Like what is the one product that you wish every client had in their routine at at home with them? What is the one product you wish every client would take home? And that is the product that I would start speaking to in your content, in your sales, in salon, which I know nobody wants to be the salesman. We've talked about that till we're blue in the face, but figure out one product and just start talking about it. Talk about it nonstop. Talk about it until you're blue in the face. Talk about it in the way that you can speak to it via, you know, this is what I sell and why and and speak to ways that it resonates with your gal and and buying that product. What does it say about her and the solutions it provides and how it, it, it gets rid of the fears that she has, you know, not necessarily like the product is going to, but how speak to the the fear that she has and how you solve it with that product. So like if your one and only is a leave-in conditioner, then speak to it and say, and if you don't like it, you can totally bring it back. Like speak to the fear as you speak to the product. And and then what are her hair goals? Of course, you can talk about the any one and only product to her goals. Because if it's the one thing that you truly, truly love, and just don't say it's your favorite product. That's like a total pet peeve. But and just it you can speak to it like if you love it that much and you really believe everyone should have it in their beauty routine you can talk to it to all of those points 
Remember that we need 17 to 22 touch points in general before we buy something. So talking about that one and only over and over and over and over again is not only great practice for you to think about this new sales psychology, but also to to get in those touch points. And yes, I know we don't really need all 17 to 22 because we have the power of the salon behind us, but you've got to still talk about it way more than you think. Like I'm thinking the power of the salon can only knock off like... I don't know, like 10, okay? So you need you need seven to 12 touch points at least. We just need to see things a lot and we need to see how it relates to us in all of those different ways that we've just chatted about. So when you start to do all of this in your social media and in your three-part promo series and in your email marketing and of course in Salon Behind the Chair, the the way that you can do this seamlessly is just pick a point in your customer journey that you're going to talk about product no matter what and then just do it every single appointment. Now, when it comes to online, I posted on my Instagram a while back three videos that you must make and why you need product in them. And the product, it was basically set up to be, to help you get your touch points. But I want you to do these three videos for yourself, for your business. This is something that I do definitely think that you need. And and we'll talk about more videos that you need to make in your business coming up soon. But this is really like to, to backfill your 17 to 22 touch points. You need to have a video of you like saying who I am. This is what I do. And this is how you work with me. But like while you're in there, why don't you take that video of yourself standing in front of your station and have your one and only product in the background, right? Second video is a tutorial from you, something that that shows, you know, why you're different. Show me your personality kind of a thing and show me something that's signature to you. So that could be, you know, flat iron waves or how to do beachy waves or how to get straight ends after you curl your hair or how to get volume, whatever. But use your one and only in that video. Like, just use it, speak to it, maybe drop it in the caption. You don't have to, like, talk about it direct to camera. And then the last video is a one and only shout out video. So it's how to use your one and only. And you talk about all of the things that we've talked about in a quick video. Like, just make a reel or TikTok, whichever you prefer, short video, and speak to some of those touch points that we've talked about here and why it resonates with your gal. And all of these things will help culminate in selling more retail. No doubt about it. Let me know what you think about sales psychology and how you buy. Like, are you Marshalls? Are you Louis Vuitton? Are you somewhere in between? Are you, I mean, tell me what kind of buyer you are. I really would like to know that. So please send me a DM this week. And let me know how you buy and what you like to buy. Like, what is what is your go-to? Are you, are you a luxury buyer? Are you someone who is looking for trend? Are you looking for economics, like to be the most economical? Or are you just looking for a deal? I am so interested to know, and I will definitely share a poll on my Instagram story. But send me a DM too, because this is really interesting for us to get to know our gal better by getting to know our own purchasing habits better as well. That's it, my friends. We are quick and done today. I want you to have the most amazing week and I will talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. I love creating them each week and connecting with you after you listen on Instagram. 
I really love it when you tag me and share the episode to your stories. It's twofold. It lets me know that you're podcast people so then I can go and do a little friendly stalk and and drop a love bomb over on your page. And also it shares the show to your followers and your friends and fellow hairdressers, which I totally appreciate because this is a free show and it's difficult to grow the podcast without your help. So thank you much for that. I'll see you on stories and right back here next week.